You're listening to the Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody. We're back on the Pipeline Show. Last segment of uh, this episode for this week. We're going to turn on the 2019 draft spotlight. Uh, my guest today comes to us out of uh, the uh, high school circuit in the United States. As uh, we're joined now by John Farinacci, who played at the Dexter this past season. Uh, John, welcome to the Pipeline Show. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing well, but uh, I'm not a couple of months away from the NHL draft uh, like you are. Uh, we'll get to the draft and all of that stuff uh, shortly, but take me back through this season and, and how things went for you. Uh, yeah, it went pretty well. Uh, had a good year here at Dexter. Um, we uh, we lost in the semifinals to the Salisbury School. It was a very good team. Um, all in all, it was a pretty successful year. Um, for me, uh, I got injured at, at one point, but had to kind of battle through it, which was which was good adversity for me. But uh, all in all, it was, a, it was a really good year. Now, for casual fans, uh, and there's people who will hear this interview that will be all over North America and some people from Europe as well, might not know where Dexter is. So uh, where is Dexter? It's in uh, Brookline, Massachusetts. It's about uh, 30, 40 minutes south of Boston. Okay. And now you're a, a New Jersey guy, aren't you? You're from New Jersey originally? Yep, I'm a, I'm a New Jersey native, so I'm, a, I'm living up here with uh, my mom in, uh, in Dedham, Mass, which is about 20 minutes from Brookline, so pretty close. Okay. Uh, I know you've played uh, at Shattuck as well out in Minnesota and, and, and a little bit with in the USHL with the Muskegon in Michigan, the U.S. National uh, Development Program as well. So you've, uh, you're have you no stranger to moving around a little bit. Yeah, no, uh, I've been around a little bit. I went to uh, the Del Barton School my freshman year, so I uh, went to three high schools in four years, which is a little bit of moving around, plus kind of those stops in between at the program and Muskegon for a couple games. So, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm definitely not a stranger to kind of moving around. Well, John, what we like to do in this part of the show is uh, let my audience get to know somebody that's draft eligible like you are, and, and not everybody that's hearing this will know much about you. So uh, let's get back to the start. We, we established you're from New Jersey. You're from uh, Are you from Red Bank, New Jersey? Uh, no, I'm actually, I'm from Chatham, New Jersey. I was born in Red Bank, but I kind of grew up in Chatham, New Jersey. Okay, fair enough. Do you remember how old you were when you first started playing hockey? Uh, I was probably about three years old when I started skating and then obviously kind of do the, the learn to skate stuff. So probably about four or five when I, when I first started kind of doing that stuff. Well, that's pretty young. Uh, was it a, a natural thing for you? Did you grow up automatically being a hockey guy? Who got you excited about the sport at that young age? Yeah, my, uh, my dad, he played, a. Uh, a little uh, hockey in college. He went to Hofstra, so he played D3 club hockey. Um, so he's always kind of had a passion for the game. And um, when we were when we were young, he kind of tried us out of a couple different sports. But for me, nothing really matched up even close to hockey. So I kind of just loved it and took off with it from a young age. And you have an older brother too, correct? Yep, I have an older brother, Anthony. He's a uh, a junior at Tufts University right now. He plays hockey there. Well, and I have an older brother as well, and I remember when I was a little kid, whatever my older brother was doing, I wanted to do too. So was it something similar? You saw him playing, and, and it was natural for you? You wanted to follow in, in his footsteps? Yeah, I, I think uh, it's definitely a pretty similar situation. I kind of saw what he did and how he played the game and, and kind of wanted to be like older brother and definitely like dad a little bit too, watching yeah. him play hockey. So, um, yeah, definitely kind of emulated after them a little bit. You're a forward, John. Have you always been a forward? Yeah, I've always been a forward. I'll never forget my uh, – I asked my dad probably my, my third skate when I was younger. I asked him if I could play goalie, and he said no way. So I've been a forward ever since. But Did he tell you why? Did he have any reason for, for saying no? No, he he didn't, he didn't really have a reason. He kind of just told me no, and that was it. I never really asked him again, so – 
Well, I know I talked to a lot of players who say, you know, at a young age, maybe six or whatever, that they, their team, they, everybody kind of takes their turn playing goal. Was, was there ever that sort of opportunity for you? No, I never, we, we never really had that chance for me. It was kind of just always playing forward. Um, hmm. I, I love goals, so that's what I like to do. And when I, when I kind of, found that love for scoring goals and making plays and stuff like that i i definitely knew i, I didn't want to be a goaltender so i can thank my dad for that for sure well it seems to have been working out uh, pretty well for you um tell me about uh, the, the year spent at shattuck st mary's uh, obviously a pretty well-known uh hockey academy out there in uh, minnesota uh making that move you only played there the one year uh but first why why go to shattuck in the first place yeah for me um i kind of just want to challenge myself from a hockey standpoint and uh uh, for me, at that age, there's really no better place than Shattuck. Um, obviously, a ton of great players have gone through there. And mm-hmm. the team that I played for, we, we had a lot of great kids on that team who really just push you every day in practice. And um, I definitely think that was a season where I kind of developed the most. And uh, can't, I'm very thankful for my time there. Why just the one year? Uh, for me, um, I kind of wanted to balance the hockey with the academics. So, um when I when I came short of making the program, uh, my uncle uh, Dan Donato, the coach here at Dexter Southfield, uh, reached out to me and told me I had a spot here. And uh, it was probably a little bit more challenging academically and and pretty similar hockey wise. And uh, for me, going to Harvard too, I, I obviously take pride in my academics. So kind of it was it was a healthy balance between the academics and the and the hockey. All right, fair enough. Uh, you mentioned uh, Coach Donato. I didn't know he was your uncle as well. Uh, is Ted Donato all, all sort of uh, the same family tree there? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty similar. Dan's more of uh, kind of like my, my second uncle, I guess you can call him. Um, Ted is kind of more my direct uncle. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of it's, it's all in the same family. All right, well, we'll get to Harvard in a second. Uh, I do want to ask you about, I mean, you, you played a couple of games with uh, Muskegon last year, a couple of games with them this year as well, and, and the program uh, this year and last year, uh, as well as uh, your your time at Dexter, uh, how does all that work? Where you get to play for two or three different teams in a season? Is it just the time of the year that your, your high school team is playing that frees you up to play for these other teams? Yeah, it's kind of kind of nice with uh, with the prep school option. Um, we don't start until about November, so kind of those first two or three ish months months you kind of have. Um, those open slots, you're really just working out. You're playing a little bit of, of fall hockey, but um, it kind of allows you to keep your schedule open. Like obviously, like you said, playing for Muskegon and uh, and the program. So um, once the season starts, it's kind of tough to to do those things. So um, for me, I kind of just focus on the Dexter season. But before and and stuff like that, it, it makes it pretty easy to kind of get out there. Now, uh, I did get a chance to watch you play uh, with my own eyes uh, back in August here in Edmonton uh, with the Holinka Gretzky Cup. Uh, you were the captain for Team USA. Uh, an exceptional tournament uh, for you and your squad. Uh, obviously, the way it ended was uh, very controversial, and I think most people who were there, as I was, would say you guys got messed over. Uh, and uh, I know it was uh, it took a long time. I've talked to a lot of your teammates from that squad uh, this year on the Pipeline Show, and, and uh, some of them had gotten over it. Others haven't. Um, what about you, John, the way things ended there against Team Canada in the semifinal? Yeah, for me, um, I think uh, directly kind of after that game, uh, I kind of had to, to flip the switch. I know uh, a lot of the guys are pretty upset and pretty bummed out. And, of course, uh, I, I, w- I would be lying to you if I said, said I wasn't. But for me, I knew – 
we had a game the next morning against a, a really good Russia team. So mm-hmm. uh, for me, I had to I had to flip the switch pretty fast and kind of prepare for that game. And obviously that game didn't uh, work out as well as we wanted to. But, I mean, we, we played hard and we gave it our best that game. And um, kind of reflecting on the tournament a week or so later, obviously, um, you're still kind of bummed out about it. But then – you, you get over you get over it. I think you gotta you gotta look past it. You gotta it, it definitely just lights a fire in you for me. Um it it motivates me and obviously what happened uh was unfortunate. But uh for me you kinda you gotta move on a little bit, but a, a part of it kinda sticks with you just to keep that motivation and, and get that fire underneath you. John Farinacci, my uh, guest here on the pipeline show in the twenty nineteen draft spotlight. I know going into the Holinka Gretzky Cup uh, because it wasn't the U.S. program that was going, the U18 squad, a lot of people described your your team as the B team from the United States. How did you guys take that? Was that was that a motivator for you to kind of shut people up? Yeah, definitely. I think um, obviously uh, that that program team is unbelievable. We've yeah. seen what they've done uh, the past two years. But for us, kind of going into it, we we heard all that, and um, we used this motivation to kind of to push ourselves in the tournament and exceed expectations and. For us, obviously, obviously, like we kind of just talked about with uh, the semifinal game, we thought that uh, we deserved to kind of have a shot at that gold medal. But, but at the end of the day, I thought that we uh, we represented ourselves and, and our country very well. So, uh, you certainly did. Um, okay, right, let's talk about Harvard and and why uh, playing at Harvard was the right fit for you as a hockey player. Yeah, for me, um, I, I think it's uh, it's really nice to kind of be familiar with the situation and. Um, obviously my uncle, uh, Ted Donato being the coach there, I've, I've always kind of been around the campus. So always kind of been around the rink, always at the games when I was little. So for me, it was always kind of, a a dream for mine, uh, when I was a young kid watching Harvard play. And, um, when I kind of visited the campus, I had an opportunity to kind of really see what it was all about. And, um, my cousin Ryan Donato went through there and, and he, he told me what it was, what it was all about. So for me, it was, it was, uh, it was a no brainer just because of, uh, how much I've kind of been around that campus and how familiar I am with the coach and kind of the whole atmosphere there. So for me, it was a no brainer. And academically, are you ready to go next year or or will there be another year before you can go? No. So uh, I'll be going there next year. Okay. Exciting. Uh, Lastly, the, uh, the NHL draft now is said just a couple of months away, uh, maybe a little bit under that now getting nervous at all. No, I think uh, you kind of just got to keep the same mindset you've had all year. It's, It's just, uh, you just got to keep getting better, and whatever sort of happens, you can't control that. So you just got to do everything in your power to put yourself in, a, in the right position. And um, however the chips sort of fall, you kind of got to take it and, and run with it. Now, I usually ask guys, you know, if uh, if they look at the rankings and stuff during the course of the season, half the guys I ask say, no, I don't want to look at rankings because it could be a distraction. and You can't control those types of things. Other guys say, I always look at where I'm ranked. It's a bit of a motivator type of thing, and always intrigued uh, to 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 hear from players uh, which which camp you're in, John. Uh, do you, do you care about the rankings or, or things like that? Um, for me, I'm I'm probably a little bit in the middle of, of those two spectrums. I think uh, um, I kind of definitely like to see kind of where I uh, people see me stacked up uh, compared to the rest of the competition. So I like to kind of use that as motivation, but at the same time, I'm also on the other side where it's nothing that I can control and, and there's no need to get too worked up about it. But um, I kind of find myself in the middle of those two sides, kind of use that as motivation, but also um, it's not really the biggest deal in the world. 
Now, between now and the draft, you'll have the NHL Combine, I'm sure. Uh, and you're also, I think you're, in fact, after this interview, you're meeting with an NHL team too. So maybe that's a kind of a dry run for the, for the NHL Combine in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you kind of do these, uh, these other interviews throughout the year with the, with the local scouts or the amateur scouts. So it's, uh, I guess you could call it a little bit of a test run, but obviously when you're kind of in a room with all those people, it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit different. So. Uh, for me, you just got to kind of be yourself in those things and um, be honest, kind of just not, not lie about who you are. And if, if you be yourself and kind of be honest uh, with everybody, then I think uh, you should be pretty fine for that. I know one of the questions you'll, I'm sure you'll get asked at the Combine is to describe yourself as a player. And I guess for the benefit of uh, those who haven't had a chance to watch you play, can you give a, a bit of a self-scouting report? What kind of a guy you are? For me, yeah, I think... Um, I think I'm kind of a, a very high hockey IQ player. I think that's my biggest strength, my hockey sense. I think I read the game very well. I think I play a very good 200-foot game, kind of getting up and down the ice, being um, reliable in the D zone, winning face-offs, but also being able to score goals and kind of make plays. So kind of that 200-foot that player who – competes really hard and, and is also pretty skilled well john listen i really appreciate your time i uh, certainly wish you the best of luck between now and the draft whatever happens at the draft and uh, maybe once you get to harvard we'll chat again i really appreciate it thanks for having me john farnacci from uh, dexter southfield and a uh, guy I, I expect he's going to go in the top 45 um i think uh, central had him ranked what did i say 34th something like that uh, i'm gonna look it up quickly again 35th. So, yeah, no reason to think that uh, he can't go in that top 45, sprinkle in uh, five or six or seven uh, Europeans. And uh, who knows, maybe at the uh, NHL Combine, he uh, turns in a pretty impressive performance uh, with the physical testing or with uh, the interview process. Maybe somebody liked him enough to take him at the end of the first round. We'll only know once the uh, draft actually gets here, uh, but uh, interested to see, intrigued by John Farinacci. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of the Pipeline Show. Next week on the program, we'll catch up on what's happening in the CHL playoffs, the USHL playoffs, and any other news and notes that we can pass on to you as well in terms of prospect hockey. This time of year, they'll be, uh, we'll be increasing the 2019 draft spotlights as well, so there might even be a couple of them next week here on the Pipeline Show. Until then, thanks to everybody who signed up to be a patron. You can go to patreon.com slash Show. All of these interviews have been available for the last two or three days, and patrons have been able to check those out with their early access if you have an interest in that. Again, patreon.com slash show. Till next week, get out, watch some junior hockey. We can talk about it next week on The Pipeline Show. Till then, my name's Keith Flaming. See ya.